What do Catholic women want? Pope Francis opened the floodgates when he invited submissions to the Synod of Bishops to address major issues facing the Church. Now the women have spoken. 17,000 women, in fact, from 104 countries. The International Survey of Catholic Women has captured their views on a range of issues. Identity, roles, church reform and sexual abuse. Catholicism is the largest religion in Australia. According to the latest census, one in five people are Catholic, and of those, women make up half. Dr Kathleen McPhillips is a sociologist at the University of Newcastle. She's also one of the researchers on the International Survey of Catholic Women report. It did really catch us by surprise. I think we'd been thinking we'd be lucky to get to 5,000 respondents, but very quickly in those early weeks, it just was really clear that it had connected with many, many communities. So we were getting thousands and thousands of responses every day. Yeah, 17,000. That is extraordinary. It is. So as far as we can tell, it's the biggest survey of Catholic women at the global level ever undertaken. It's very important for that reason alone, but it's also very important because of what the respondents told us in both closed questions and open questions. We'll get into that in a minute, but just if I'm hearing you right, this is a response to a submission that was invited by the Vatican and you're like, well, we want to hear what Catholic women actually think. They haven't held back, it sounds like. So tell me about the interesting tensions that have emerged. Like I was struck by this idea that Catholic women may be unhappy within the church, but they stay. And there was one respondent who said something about feeling valued in society, but voiceless in the church. Can you fill that in for me? That's a great way to say it. I think that kind of sums up very clearly what a lot of the respondents were telling us. There was a high percentage of respondents telling us exactly where they weren't happy because we were asking them about various issues. But what's really interesting about this survey is that 88% agreed with the statement that my Catholic identity is important to me. That's very high. And what we were able to determine is that the survey was being rolled out amongst mainstream Catholic women. So It's not really Catholic women on the edges or those Mm. who are disaffiliated, although there are some women, obviously, who completed the survey who do feel like that. But these are women who are working in parishes and work for the church. So they're women who have stayed in the church. And it's that cohort that is telling us globally across the world that they're not happy. So that's an interesting dilemma because they're wanting to stay. They have invested will they be heard, I guess, is the question. One of the major findings was that women want more participation in the church. What does that mean? And I'm also struck by this request that women are included, respected and listened to. I mean, it's not that much that they're asking for, really. Like, why is that so hard? And, And what kind of participation are women looking for? Women are looking for more participation, deeper participation, more responsibility across all levels, at the parish level, at the diocese level, and at the theological level, everywhere. They're looking for participation as lay women. And that just means what exactly? That means women are looking to participate in various kinds of church organisations and at all kinds of levels. And 
they are also looking to be included in the diaconate, like as a deacon. And then again, there was a high percentage of women who wanted to see women be ordained and have access to ordination. Currently, the Catholic Church does not ordain women, and the Pope has said recently that that just will not happen. So they are keen to participate. They want. They feel blocked and they feel that their concerns aren't being listened to, their voices aren't being heard, and they're getting very frustrated. And we had a lot of women telling us how hurtful this was, that they were so undervalued. And the thing is that this really is not new information. We have known this for quite a while, but what has happened here is an international survey has demonstrated it very clearly. So it just gives a very solid evidence to the fact that women aren't being valued. They don't feel valued in their church communities and more wider. And really when you think about it, like in their secular lives, they're able to do so much more and the, the glass ceiling is being well and truly cracked and women are in very senior positions of responsibility across all kinds of organisations, but in the church they're not and it's much harder and they want access to leadership and they want their skills to be recognised and valued. Can you give us some figures for the people wanting to preach or people wanting women to preach and people wanting women's ordination? What sorts of majorities are we talking about? Women should be included at all levels of church leadership. Eight out of ten women agreed with that statement. Mm. Women preachers should be able to give the homily during Mass. 77% of all respondents agreed with that. Women should be eligible for ordination to the priesthood. Seven out of ten the women have spoken. Agree with that. They have. They're very clear. Well, this is this opens up a dilemma, right? Because the church hierarchy, the church mm-hmm. itself, is not a democracy. So you can kind of like invite comment and say, please tell us what you really think. But then they're not necessarily going to change their views. Is there a fundamental tension there as well? That is absolutely true. The church is not a democracy and it doesn't claim to be a democracy. In fact, it's a very powerful hierarchical structure where there's a sort of oligarchic representation of clerical men at the very top of it. So even though clerical men are less than 1% of all Catholics, they have most power over laws, like through canon law, theology, parish arrangements, diocese, etc. So the governance of the church is well and truly within the hands of a male clerical elite. Women are suffering because of that. They are telling us just how hurtful that is. And it's one thing to not be a democracy, I guess, but it's another to ignore the voices of women altogether. I mean, I'm, I have to admit, I'm slightly sympathetic. I am sympathetic to people who say this is the revealed kind of law. This is the revealed scripture that we're trying to operate within. But then maybe there's the onus, therefore, to if you are going to have certain restrictions or certain roles, let's say, for women within your church then there's an obligation, it seems, that you need to explain, right, and maybe do that work of explaining how you understand the world and and why. And maybe there's a communication problem that sits alongside the kind of um, the clerical problem, if I can put it that way. I don't think so. I think it's been very clear what the mainstream theological understandings of women's place in the church and women's 
understanding of sexuality is in the church. I don't think that's a problem of communication, but I think it's it's not one that women agree with, and a lot of Catholics don't agree with it. And I think that sort of theological positioning of women as separate but different from men makes women feel very undervalued. And the sort of reigning theology at the moment, and let's face facts, there are many different kinds of theologies out there. Theology is a very contested and unsettled field. Uh, the, The reigning theology at the moment, which is supported by the Pope, is exactly that, that complementarianism, that women have particular roles to play that are based on their biological imperatives. And I think women find that extremely difficult to swallow. Hmm. Tell me about divorcees. That was another interesting aspect of the report as well. I mean, this is where the church often feels really strange in the context of modern secular society, because why would you penalise people who've had a relationship that didn't work out? Give us a sense of how divorcees are looked at within the church. Well, if you're divorced, you can't take communion and you can't remarry in the church. So anyone who's divorced, and, you know, divorce is very complex and people get divorced for all sorts of reasons, but obviously women feel like that's very punitive. It's deeply rejecting. And can I just put all of that in a broader context of what women were telling us in this survey is that they really had valued very much the ethic of inclusion. So it wasn't only that they wanted divorced Catholics to be included in the church. They wanted other cohorts as well. So, for example, LGBTIQ plus Catholics who are not included in the church, they want them to be fully included at every level. They want divorced Catholics to be able to participate in the church and they want the church to be open to young people to families, to older people, to everyone. And that really came through strongly. So I think when we're talking about different kinds of cohorts in the church, the ethic that respondents were telling us about was we value inclusion. We think it's an important Christian ethic and it hurts us that certain people can't be included because of a religious law or reading. It must be a strange experience for the hierarchy to hear Catholic women are asking you to be more Catholic, right, (laughs) on that issue anyway, on inclusion. It is a sort of social justice value. Respondents told us that they very much valued social teachings in the church and they found them to be a guide for social action and how to be in the world and they wanted to see more of that. Can I ask you about sexual abuse? It's obviously been a huge issue Mm -hmm. for the Catholic Church. Was that reflected in the views women expressed? Yes. We asked about the misuse of authority and power. We asked about clericalism and we asked about the child sexual abuse crisis and other forms of abuse. Of all the questions, that was the one where there was the highest agreement. So nine out of ten respondents said church leaders need to do more to address forms of abuse, including abuses of power and spiritual harm. 85% of respondents said that clericalism, which is the misuse of authority and power by male clerics, is very damaging to the church. And then eight out of ten respondents said that church leaders are not doing enough to address the perpetration and cover-up of sexual abuse. So I think that gives you a very strong idea of just how important and really 
how impactful and devastating the child sexual abuse crisis has been for women in the church, but also other forms of misuses of power. In the open questions, quite a few women told us that they thought there was a lot of economic injustice in the church. In Many what women sense? had been their labour wasn't valued. They weren't working for wage parity in church organisations. Mm. They also saw that there was a misuse of funds and they told us that they wanted more transparency and accountability in relation to financial matters in the church. Can you say some words about hearing about the views of Australian women? I mean, I know that's probably hard to isolate, but it sounds like these issues are present across the world. But can can we say something about how Australian Catholics, what's uppermost in their minds? So we haven't done any country-by-country analysis yet, but we have 1,845 Catholic women responded to the survey. And on each of the questions that we asked, we have divided that up into age respondents and then country respondents. And it was quite interesting that at the forefront of the sort of higher end of we want change were countries like Germany, Ireland and Spain and Australia was underneath that. I mean, Australia is certainly up there in terms of wanting change Mm -hmm. and reform, but it wasn't at the level that some of these other countries were at. So we find that very interesting. We're not sure yet what can explain that fully. And my colleague, Dr. Tracy McEwen, is about to undertake a case study of Australia as represented in the survey. We'll have more answers then. We'll make sure we check in with you later Mm -hmm. about that then. Tell me about this interesting result about younger women versus older women. What are the differences there? That's the other thing that we have to do. We have to dig into the data and we want to do that to find out why there were these differences in age. And at the moment, we've got some hypotheses. So we've got some sort of theories about why that might be. For example, older women have been in the church longer and are more frustrated because they've seen little or no change in all the years that they've been Catholic, whereas younger women haven't had that kind of experience yet. It just may be that they're not exposed to the level of reaction to change or no change that older women are. It may be that church participation rates across all denominations are falling. And even though Catholicism in Australia, for example, is the largest Christian religion at 20%, that's a huge drop from the 20th century. Mm. So it might be that the church is losing young people and that those people who are staying, women who are staying, do tend to be more conservative because they have more appetite for a conservative theology and parish experience, it may be something that's happening. We certainly know that if we, and we'll look at this in relation to all the young people who say no religion when they click the census, and some of the reports that have been done, that that cohort is growing and younger people leaving the church. Finally, what response are you hoping the report will have? from the people listening to it, right, in the Vatican? Well, we have heard that the submission that we made, the first submission last September to the Synod, was quite well received. 
and my colleague Dr. Tracy McEwen is currently in Rome and she will be presenting the results of the report, the survey on International Women's Day to the women ambassadors as well as joining in an audience with the Pope. So whether or not church officials and those in positions of responsibility respond to the report remains to be seen, but I, I feel hopeful that they will. I mean, it would be hard to ignore it because it's so significant and mm. substantial. Dr. Kathleen McPhillips, thank you for being on the show. It's a pleasure. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.